I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome and welcome and welcome in episode 88 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. There are many, many, many ways to get involved, get in touch. Let me know what you love, what you hate about the show. It's all good. I would appreciate that. And guys, I'm excited. We are starting the divisional previews, the divisional breakdowns. Football is right around the corner. I am hyped. And to start things off, I have a return guest, not just a return guest, but the dynasty darling of Donegal himself, Colm Kelly at Overtime Ireland executive producer of Rotoviz Radio and host of the Rotoviz Overtime Show, man of many talents, master of all, Colm Kelly. Welcome back to the show. How the heck are you, bud? Hey, Evan. Glad to be back on. Uh, quite the introduction there. Uh, you mentioned about people sending emails. I hope they're sending emails to say they, they love that intro tune. I, I have to say it, it got me the first time we come on and I, I really enjoyed listening to it there. But you mentioned the good old division previews and I'm representing here today. Before we started, for the listeners, I'm wearing a Packers hat, a Packers shirt, and Evan had to to run out and get that Vikings hat on just so we could have a proper dynasty debate today. Exactly, exactly. I couldn't. Ha- I was, I was, I was foolish enough to be wearing my Chargers hat um, because I do love the Chargers. Big Herbert fan, um, and yeah, I was sitting down to record, and on comes Colm, and of course, I forgot to to think ahead and remember that not only are we previewing the NFC North, but we are both NFC North zealots. I am a Vikings fan ever since uh, circa 1990s era with uh, Warren Moon as our quarterback and all the old boys back then. And I know that Colm Kelly is a hard, diehard Packers fan, bandwagon Packers fan. He only comes along when they're doing well. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a pretty awesome show because we are going to duke it out here um, for the glory of the NFC North from the north of Ireland. Obviously, I'm in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and Colm Kelly is in the Republic of Ireland, but it is in the northern part of Ireland. So there you go. The NFC North preview coming from the north of Ireland. And before we get into it, I believe it's been a long time since you've been on the show. You were on last year, a couple of weeks into the season, and we're only a couple episodes in. And I believe, if, in, in, unless I'm wrong, I, hopefully I'm not, I believe you've actually gone full-time in the fantasy industry since the last time we spoke. Is this correct? That is correct. Yeah, I was on back back just before Christmas last year in December. So I, I did check that up before we, we kicked off today, but moved a bit deeper into the, the space, to be honest, doing a lot of what I was doing before I went uh, full-time basically the difference is that I, I no longer do my day job along with the content side of things I was kind of doing full-time work in that sense I guess in both sides of things but yeah between my work at Rotoviz some freelance stuff and that it's given me the opportunity to to kick things into a higher gear so 
been doing that since April and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So really, really enjoying that that element of things. It's it's gone quite good. That is amazing. We love to hear it, love to see it. Uh, big fan of Colm and his work. Super happy that he is now full-time in the industry. No better man for the job. Representing Ireland abroad with all his smashing. Um, he does a lot of amazing like best ball and all sorts of content really over there on Rotoviz. It's really, really interesting because I mean, in my race, again, I, I feel like I don't want to misquote anything. I don't want to like hype you up too much here, but did you not like finish like second in a tournament last year or something like a big mass of like bazillion dollar tournament or something you, <laughs> you finished second or something didn't you or well, tell me this story we finished second yeah we were we were in the running the last time that i was on the podcast we finished uh second over at the ffpc which is the fantasy football players championship we did come second another one of our rotoviz team connor o'driscoll who funnily enough also born in ireland now lives in the u.s and uh he came first we came second so between the team that I was involved in with Blair Andrews and Sean Siegel, we took home 25K and he took home with his co-owner 100K. So he did a little bit better out of it than we did, but uh, Rotovis took home first and second for 125K combined. So fun times, mm. hoping to go a little bit better this year and finishing maybe some first places to, to get us along the way. And best ball is, is really exploding in 2022. It has been growing over the last two to three years, but 2022 is uh is pretty insane and, and some of the prize money out there is it's astronomical so we'll see what we can we can get out of it for ourselves moral of the story if you want amazing nfl analysis and advice listen to the irish basically <laughs> um it has to be some tied ireland and you'll be successful that is the moral of the story um but yeah no that is awesome and i'm looking forward to the invite from column he's promised me that we will win one of these tournaments this year um, so i'm excited i'm excited to hold him to that again congrats to you going full time love to see it and absolutely look forward to this invite i will share with the uh, the amazing listeners when we win this million bazillion whatever it is dollar tournament looking forward to that but before we you know go too far into the weeds here we do need to stay focused because we have an amazing preview to go through we're talking nfc north as we've already alluded to calm is a bandwagon packers fan i am a diehard minnesota long long time suffering minnesota vikings fan we're going to discuss how the vikings are the true kings of the north now and how the packers are dead and buried and it's going to be great so without any further ado let's get into it the main event. Fight. So we're going to start things off with the Green Bay Packers as a kind host, a good and generous host here. Um, obviously, Colm's favorite team, or so he says. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see how he feels once the Vikings win this year. You know, I'm sure he'll probably jump on over, have a Vikings hat on next year. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we are talking Green Bay Packers, who finished 13-4 and last year, winning the division. Now, in the offseason, so what we're going to do with the division previews, we're just going to give you a little overview, little uh, bird's eye view of any kind of key major changes that have happened in the team maybe big big names that they've signed or lost in free agency if there's been any coaching staff changes if they've had a good draft and if they did who they drafted we're going to just focus on the offensive side of the ball because this is not an idp show though we do love idp players shout out idp looking at green bay here the biggest most obvious one that jumps out at you is that they lost devonta adams who is an absolute dog he is a top five you know easily top five wide receiver even at his age in the nfl um two, they, not two that's what we say <laughs> Well, he used to be. I don't know anymore. He is gone. He has gone to the Raiders. He's reunited with his college quarterback, and they are going to bring glory to the 
silver and black, apparently. So the story goes. And they've also lost uh, Marquez Valdez Scandling. He of the two games a season wonder scores to the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they also lost Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. Um, he is gone to the Denver Broncos to be the new head coach there. And they've promoted Adam Stenovich to the offensive coordinator position. They did as well lose the quarterback's coach, but obviously Aaron Rodgers is an OG. I don't think that's going to have too big of an impact on the offense. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about him later anyways. And then as far as free agent signings, things like that, they brought in Sammy Watkins and Robert Tonyan in free agency. Um, Robert Tonyan was more just a free agent that they re-signed. They didn't have a lot there in the tight end room. The only major acquisition for the wide receiver room is kind of sad. I mean, obviously we'll get into the weeds here, but when you lose Devonta Adams and you replace him with Sammy Watkins, I feel I feel like that is a hard pill to swallow for Green Bay Packers fans, but we'll see. We'll see the reaction. We'll get the instant reaction here from Mr. Kelly. And then lastly, just for the draft, they did draft a couple of stud muffin wide receivers here. Christian Watson, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, Romeo Dubs, who I like, I'm not in love with. And then really late dart throw, Samori uh, Toure, who I actually do like, but I'm not sure how much instant impact he's going to have. So obviously that's a lot of information there, but that's a little overview of kind of the key changes and stuff that's happened. So before we go on, I have a couple questions prepared here that I'm going to go through with Call, and we'll go through with every team. But what are your general feelings as a Packers fan? How do you feel about the changes from last offseason, or sorry, from last season to this, and then how confident are you sort of going into this season so far? Yeah, so you named out a lot of different things there that aren't very positive. In fact, like, obviously, losing Devontae Adams is a massive blow. And I mentioned that, you know, he's a top two wide receiver in the NFL and he's not number two. So in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the entire league, as we look at Dynasty and that aspect, the Packers moving him on for the deal they got probably makes sense. But when you're in a, a window where you're trying to win a championship with Aaron Rodgers, that can be a little bit tricky. But they obviously signed Aaron Rodgers to a contract extension this year. If they, the hope was that they could do that and Adams, but you never know how these things play out. They have re-signed a number of defensive pieces. And I think this defense could potentially, I want to say this quietly, be the best defense in the entire NFL. This uh, here we go, Homer. I think, I think though what that actually leads to for fantasy on the offensive side is not a positive because I think that they are not going to give up many points this year. We've seen that in a couple of games last year, and um, I think they're going to be even better this year. They're getting Jair Alexander back. who missed most of the season. You know, they've made some upgrades. They've drafted a couple of defensive players. So I know it's not a defensive show, but I think the defense is going to be so strong that it's going to lead to times where they're not going to need to air the ball out that much. And I think if we look at how the offense is being built over the last two seasons, that probably makes a little bit of sense from their organization side of things as well. So I'm very confident in the Packers as a team to go ahead, win the division, make the playoffs. And I think hopefully maybe this is the year they actually can get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, It's been a little bit tricky, but they've gone and done the the 13 win seasons a number of times here recently. They are very strong uh, on the field, but really blew a chance last year against the 49ers. So I'm confident in the team from an NFL perspective. I think though from a fantasy football perspective, it's going to be a little bit of a, a lower value expedition for us here. Yeah, and I think you've brought up some really interesting points that I wanted to kind of embellish because those are some of my key concerns as well. I think that losing Nathaniel Hackett obviously is a 
a deal, a big deal. You know, not that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is amazing. He is, you know, all bias aside. He is one of the best quarterbacks, you know, ever. Certainly one of the best that we've seen in a long time. So I appreciate that he is still going to elevate those around him. But to your point, I was looking this up and just curious about a couple of things. And I didn't realize, I knew they were bad. I didn't realize they were 32nd in pace of play. So that means, again, to your point, they want, the defense to be good. They don't want people to score a lot on them. They want to slowly methodically do what they feel they need to do uh, to just win. They don't care about, you know, massively just running up the scores and putting up crazy numbers on people. Obviously Devonta Adams leaving. That is a problem. Um, you know, you have to look at, he had 48% of the wide receiver targets, you know, <laughs> he's literally 50% of the wide receiver, wide receiver targets just walked out the door. Um, and, and if you look at the actual Packers offense as well, they've thrived on just, being really, really efficient. Like Aaron Rodgers is super efficient. He's just such a great quarterback, low interceptions, very, um, very, very efficient. They were second in DVOA, um, you know, last year as an offense, which value over average really is what you're looking at. Defensive value over average. And just in case of people, I don't want to be too jargony if people aren't sure about like what those mean. Just at a basic level, the DVOA just means like the defensive value over average. So when you're looking at how valuable was a position or a player or an offense in general, they were considered, they were ranked second um, overall, which is great. Now, if we break down even just look at what were they doing really well, their successful play rate for running the football was 52%, which was actually fifth in the NFL. So they were very, very efficient, very, very successful running the football. At passing, they were 49th which is ninth. So still very, very efficient, very, very good. And to your point, when you have a top three, top five quarterback, and then a top two or three wide receiver who's getting 50%, it's easy to be very efficient um, and to really, and when you have a good solid run game as well, they can't even just focus on Devonta Adams. So overall pass and run, they were 50% successful play rate, which landed them at sixth. So again, we're looking at an offense that was incredibly efficient, had a couple of just absolute, masterminds at the position in the quarterback, the wide receiver, and even really good. I mean, AJ Dillon and um, Aaron Jones, both were top 12 graded PFF running backs last year. So they're no slouches. It's not like they had a couple of bums running the ball. They've got a really solid offensive line. So there's a lot of good things, but all these changes to me for fantasy worries me because I think, like you said, slow pace of play, they could very easily just want to run the ball. Um, Aaron Rodgers will, choose when and where you know but again he's looking at alan lazard sammy watkins um you know robert tunyon is like receiving core now with a couple of rookies that we don't know how well they're going to perform this year so i'm pretty excited about the running backs i think as far as like i think they both present some decent value but as far as you know in dynasty i'm really a little bit concerned um you know just about the passing game and aaron Rodgers as well so i guess that leads me to my overall question the big question is on a scale of one to 10. So if you have to put a number on this on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you in the green Bay Packers offense for this year, for 2022 for fantasy? Yeah, maybe five. Oh, wow. That is low. I was actually being a little bit generous here. I think I've gone for like a six and a half. And so, I'm, uh, I'm always one of those kind of people, you know, sometimes you'll hear people talk about players and the, instantly each player on the team they support gets a little bit of a upgrade in the, the rating <laughs> system. I'm the opposite of that. I'll, I'll often, chalk that down a little bit and uh i tend to not draft a lot of the players that play for the packers you know from that unless they're at a low cost value but the other thing you mentioned there in terms of the efficiency and you mentioned run the ball i don't know if the team's going to want to run the ball but with Aaron Rodgers being so efficient 
over the last couple of years, particularly last year. And I think we'll see him do that this year. I think though what we'll see is the depth of target might decrease. And what happens with that is even those passes that are maybe only five yards, that's the same as a run play because it's going to be a completion. So the clock continues to run. So I don't know if they'll be run heavy, but they'll be running plays, which allow them to use 40 seconds each time to lower their pace of play. So it'll all link in, but I think they might do it more in the that way of short to intermediate passes. No, I, um, I agree with you there. I think for me, it's sort of, I've got it at about a six and a half as far as the confidence, because I feel like we'll get onto this in a minute. Cause we're going to do some, we're going to do a bold prediction for each team. We'll talk about this in depth in a minute here, but you know, yeah, I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So even if you surround him with just a bunch of bums, he's going to make something happen. You know, he's going to be able to get some touchdowns. He's going to keep his interceptions low. He's just, he's too good um, at what he does. He may not be a top three or top four quarterback for fantasy, but he is probably still top three or four quarterback in the NFL. So I think that, you know, some wide receiver somewhere in there is going to be good. I just don't know who it is yet. And then I really feel like Aaron Jones could have a massive year. I think, again, I don't know the exact number, so I don't want to misquote anything, but I believe it was somebody who may even have been Kyle um, over at the fantasy footballers or someone like that did a really interesting study on when you lose like a key wide receiver or a key piece of the receiving game the people who actually benefit the most the following year tend to be the running backs catching more passes. And we know Aaron Jones is a pass catching specialist. So I feel like he could have a massive year while they're in this sort of win now year, which looking at the divisional previews and the breakdowns, one thing, because this is a dynasty show, ultimately this is the time of year where we as dynasty players slowly start having to transition our brains from dynasty almost into more of a redraft mindset. And what I mean by that is just, we're about to, in a couple of months, like probably two months here, we're going to have to start setting lineups. You know, we're going to have to actually physically put players in the lineups and hopefully win some championships. So I want to start looking at for 2022 and beyond uh, who would be maybe your biggest buy as in a buy for your team. Who's your biggest buy as in goodbye. See you later. Or who's your sneaky stash. So those are the three kind of um, positions that we're going to be looking at for each team. And I want to throw it over to Colm as the guest here. Who's your biggest buy for the Packers for 2022 and maybe even beyond in Dynasty? Yeah, this is somebody obviously to rookie and you mentioned losing Devontae Adams and the Packers, the conversation has always been around drafting wide receivers in the first round. Well, they got Christian Watson this year in the draft. We'll, we'll leave it at that, whether it's first round or second round or how, what way we want to call it. But in terms of getting some, someone in with such raw upside, I think there's like a lot of potential. There's a lot of question marks, but I think, you know, people are probably after drafting him in their rookie draft. So they're probably not going to want to sell him. But I think if you could get him on your roster and it mightn't be the 2020 one or 2022 sorry play but i think long term he's the player to try and acquire in dynasty but he is somebody and there's quite a few of the wide receivers in this rookie group who we could be five weeks into the season and be like this guy here is you know he's the next thing like packers the opportunity is there to be the wide receiver one for Aaron Rodgers, and i do think at the moment it's set up for a lot of these wide receivers to just kind of siphon off work from each other so all of them have 15 percent target share rather than you know a 25 plus target share for one of them but i do think christian watson is uh you know he's obviously the one the packers have put the, the faith in this year to be that superstar and it, it mightn't happen straight away but sometimes with these rookies and the opportunity a couple of weeks into the season the the value he's wide receiver 35 now and, and sleepers adp that, that could uh, skyrocket over the opening weeks but I, I think the thing i'm looking to do with buy-in players is if you buy him now and things don't go great, I still think he's going to be in around the same value or you know, a little bit higher next year, even without a huge season. Because people are just looking for those early picks 
who have something that when we're heading into year two, they could still produce. So um, that's why I'd be looking into him there. Yeah, I, I mean, and let, can I just say a couple of things here? I mean, first of all, obviously, I wanted Colin to have someone good to talk about, so I didn't want to steal all the great players here. I'm a massive Christian Watson guy. I've been talking about Christian Watson so much this offseason. I'm, you know, I'm I'm definitely gonna get crucified if he doesn't do well because I had him down as like in my in my uh pre-draft analysis, I actually had Christian Watson pegged as a first round for for the for rookie drafts. I had him pegged as like worthy of a first round pick in rookie drafts. Um, and some people hated that, you know, just from him coming from a small school and stuff. But I believe in the potential. He has a lot of yards after catch ability big playability which i love i'm all about the upside and especially linked to aaron Rodgers. i 100 agree but i wanted someone else to say it because i'm sick and tired of saying it so i agree 100 with colm a wide receiver 35 it looks like he's in around sort of the seventh eighth round in a startup it's not you're not having to pay an extortionate price to get in and check it out and and to column's point in dynasty man we love second year breakouts i mean people there's people out there on the twitter streets you may not believe me but there's people out there still trying to sell us on a terrace marshall jr break out and he literally did nothing but drop the towel on the bench um you know as his rookie so i mean there there's definitely going to be people even if he catches like two touchdowns this year there's going to be people playing that highlight next year and convincing us that the sky is the limit so i 100 agree mine is actually slightly different kind of weird probably for me because most people will probably think I hate running backs at this stage. I just want to say, I want to go on record. I do not hate running backs. I actually really like running backs. I think they're awesome. And when I play like a pure redraft, I like indulge and I sometimes just go crazy and draft a bunch of running backs. But in dynasty, I tend to fade running backs to the point where I'm in a (laughs) dynasty startup right now. I'm in the 13th round and I haven't taken a running back yet. So maybe I've gone a little bit too crazy, too far. Some might say, but we'll see the proof is in the pudding, but if you're an existing team and you're an, you're a contender or you're really strong and you're trying to make that push, my dynasty buy is actually Aaron Jones. And I'll tell you for why. A couple of things here. One thing, he's RB20 on sleeper. Again, this is super flex ADP. So this is looking at a super flex startup ADP. Where are these guys being drafted? And this is as of last week. So this is really fresh, hot off the press. Aaron Jones is coming in at RB20. So a low end RB2. Now, in the last three seasons, he's finished as a top 10 running back. And again, like we just talked about, there's been some studies done. I don't have the exact number, so I don't want to misquote anyone. But a lot of times when you lose someone like Devontae Adams, a real cornerstone piece of your offense, um, especially as a pass catcher, one of the main benefactors the following year is the running backs. Now, we know that Aaron Jones has a great connection with Aaron Rodgers. We know that he is a pass catching back, and that is what a lot of his value comes from. To be able to get in on Aaron Jones at an RB20, RB24 sort of value as an existing team. If you're able to add him as your RB2 or even RB3, if you're like a contender, I think he's one of the cheapest, if not the cheapest running backs that you could potentially honestly, genuinely make an argument for being a top five running back this year and not be crazy. So that would be my sort of buy. And that's, again, if you're in that scenario of you're being a strong contender, not like if you're rebuilding, I don't think you need to go buy Aaron Jones because he's a 27-year-old running back. And I'll at least get some sort of consolation if the Packers trounce the Vikings and are clear division winners and like Aaron Jones is the RB2. I'll be like, well, at least I was right about that. So I was right (laughs) about one thing. But that leads us. So if that's our buy, right? So who's our buy as in who are we saying goodbye to? And interestingly enough, we've actually come up with the same name. And which name is that column? It is Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's probably a quicker one to go through because we've touched a little bit on these reasons. But I've always said this, that Aaron Rodgers is a a better real life quarterback than fantasy quarterback. And he's coming off back to back MVP seasons. I think that's, you know, really. But when I'm looking at 
the quarterbacks that I'm trying to get high-end quarterbacks, I'm looking for quarterbacks with rushing ability. And we're not really going to see that with Rodgers. He did actually rush a few touchdowns in last year, which was nice to see as a Packers fan. But the slow-paced offense really kills the upside. And obviously losing Devontae Adams really limits that as well. So we could see Rodgers have some big games. Like say Christian Watson comes in, you know, there's some yards after the catch or there's some deep passes or Sammy Watkins hits. You know, we might see some three touchdown games, for example, from Rodgers, but I just think there's going to be a little bit of a cap. And also the concern is if we're going in dynasty, we've had the retirement rumors for a couple of seasons now. So I, I think that there's, you know, the proceed with caution there as well. He's still coming in as QB 15 on sleeper. So he's just outside the top 12. And I know from doing a couple startups this offseason, there's definitely, I'm, I'm in a startup right now. He went in the second round about Superflex startup. And to me, that's just a bit crazy um, because like you said, there's no guarantee that this isn't his last year or next year's his last year. And, you know, he's super efficient, but he's theoretically in a worse offense than he was in the last couple of years without Devonta Adams, without some of those like really senior existing uh, members of the offense. So I, I am with you. If you can get sort of top 12 prices for him, if you can pivot off of Aaron Rodgers to a Justin Fields plus something like that, you know, I think that would be a smart move to make personally, um, depending on what the plus is, obviously. What about then last, last thing we'll talk about here for green Bay, the sneaky stash. So who do you got? And funny enough, I kind of was thinking about this name. Colm put it in the show sheet, and I've I've come full circle. I've agreed with Colm. So again, we're we're in lockstep here. Who do you got for us, Colm? Well, I'm going to start this one off with a, a little bit of a joke before we give the real name, but I don't know if it's possible to add Julio Jones in as the sneaky stash because I still think there's a chance that he ends up in, in Green Bay. Uh, but obviously, we're talking about like the risk of veteran players. But the problem <laughs> is, is, like if you have Julio now, you're you're holding them to the wheels completely fall off. Um, but I think that could be interesting. But uh, Romeo Dubes, I think, is the player again. We're, we're looking at players who are young, who can, a couple of games, is going to just boost that value. If nothing really happens, you're not paying a huge amount. He is going as a wide receiver 81 at the moment. And we're in, again, an offense where there is opportunities. Like at the moment, if you look at the depth chart, there's a possibility that you would say Randall Cobb is the wide receiver one on this roster. That kind of shows you where we're going with it. And they have drafted a couple of young players this year. You mentioned uh, Samari Torrey as well, who I think is getting some very positive buzz. So I think there's opportunities here in this offense. And I think that uh, he could be somebody that, with his profile coming out of college, could really step up into this lineup. And I mentioned Christian Watson earlier in the season. Like, I don't know, <laughs> or earlier in the show, I think I think Dubs could actually be the guy to have the the quicker impact on this roster again samari torre um i do think is worth picking up if you're especially in a deeper league if you're in a 14 16 team league i would just pick him up because he probably goes undrafted just throw him on the back end of your bench and just see what happens because he is actually pretty skilled pretty talented receiver and i think i've heard some pretty positive buzz coming out of you know packers camp already about him just to tie this up to put a bow on it what's a bold prediction do you have a bold prediction for the green bay packers for 2022 maybe not you know we're not gonna do hot take we're just gonna do bold predictions because we believe in these to some extent can the packers win the super bowl be the bold prediction no that is um, that is bold i will 100 agree with you that since they're not even going to win the division that is certainly a bold take <laughs> um so the packers not okay packers winning super bowl that is bold prediction for mr kelly i am going to go with aaron Rodgers finishes outside the top 12 uh, fantasy quarterbacks in 2022, which I think will be very triggering for Aaron Rodgers stands. But again, 
It's no disrespect to him. It's just a difficult situation, slow pace of play. That's where I'm at. Going to go ahead and cut it there before any sort of Packer fans or, you know, Aaron Rodgers stands come from my head. Breakdown of the Green Bay Packers for 2022 with Colin Kelly and myself. Hopefully you enjoyed that. We are going to do four separate episodes this week, just covering each team. So if you really just want to hear about the Packers, listen to this one. If you really just want to hear about the champions of the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings, um, just speaking that into existence, then listen to the next episode and so on and so forth hopefully you've enjoyed that if you have 30 to 45 seconds in your super busy lives please drop a rating and review really helps the show don't forget to subscribe Um, and yeah hit me up on twitter if you have any questions or comments speak to you again soon i draft zero rb in dynasty pass up a young receiver nah i couldn't be me my fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven I forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those Arby's You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those Arby's on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate <laughs>